keys, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country all right, we're checking in with Jason Durham from Go Fish Guide Service over in the Park Rapids area. Jason, uh, this is a, your time of year. Opener's coming. <laughs> this is the best time of year when we get to transition into boats and fish soft water instead of hard water. Not that I don't like ice fishing. I love ice fishing. But to be able to uh, have all of your gear in, in one place, all of it put in my boat, um, it's so much easier than you know, dragging out augers and snowmobiles and fish houses. and You know, it just makes it a lot simpler. And it's a lot easier on the body with just simply the weather that we have. So I think everybody's ready for open water. I certainly am. I, I know a lot of people, they tell me they like ice fishing better. I don't. <laughs> I like water and I like boats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're both great, but they both definitely have their place. And uh, it's it's time to move on. <laughs> So I, you, I'm sure you've been out there. Most of the lakes have been open for a while, checking things out. Um, how, how are the waters looking right now? You know, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been out fishing for panfish, chasing early season crappies, and they're getting fish. Uh, the water is slowly, just very gradually warming up. Um, you know, water temperatures in this area are you know, around 50 degrees. And somebody said, well, I found 55 degrees or almost 60 degrees on this lake. Well, it's really difficult to get to that water temperature when the ambient temperature outside doesn't hit 50 and you don't have any sun. Yeah. Fortunately, this, this week, we have temperatures that are a little warmer. Uh, we've got that sun penetration, so the water is going to heat up. I think the opener is going to be really good. Good. Uh, we're ready for something like that. We need good news. Exactly. And, you know, it seems like every spring we talk about how strange, you know, the spring is or the winter was or whatever it is, how strange the weather was. And I feel like this year it's as close to normal as we've seen in a long time. And I really like that the water temperatures are warming up gradually. When you're talking about a cold-blooded animal, um, you know, when water temperatures go up really fast, that makes it more difficult for them to adjust. So a, a real gradual warm-up, I think, will benefit the anglers greatly. Okay. Well, I'm assuming that uh, nothing unusual is expected this opener. Um, the water, like you say, they're gra- gradually warming up, so they will probably be in their familiar haunts. If you're in a lake where there's river mouths, you'll probably want to check those out for sure. Exactly. I know it just goes back to the simple biology of the fish and their reproduction process. You know, walleyes spawn where they have either current or uh, wind-swept areas uh, with either uh, gravel, gravel or rubble bottom. And so if you look towards those areas, you're probably going to find the walleyes nearby. The other thing that you've got going on this time of year are uh, shiners that are spawning. And, uh, of course, those fish are going to be up there looking for the forage as well. So the combination of the two that really plays uh, a role into locating those early season fish. What uh, lakes typically are very good early in the season in your area, and in general, what types of lakes should we be looking at? 
Well, just in general, it's usually shallower bodies of water um, that can warm quickly, darker bottoms, some that don't necessarily have the classic walleye structure just because they're a little bit muddier than, like I say, darker bottoms um, and shallower. So you're not looking at those humps or rock reefs or anything like that, but you're looking for um, flats that come off of the shoreline that are really shallow, and, and some of those are the spawning areas either for the walleyes or for the shiner minnows, and that's in general. If you're, you're looking for a lake to go to in our area around the opener, the good ones, you know, pretty much anything on the man trap chain is a really good choice. Um, anything on the crowing chain is a really good choice, and the, the crowing chain are a lot shallower lakes that do warm up really fast. The nice thing is we don't get a ton of pressure around here, so don't expect to have to wait very long at a public access, and you're not going to be playing bumper boats when you're out there fishing in this coming weekend. Um, jigging a minnow? Jigging a minnow is a good choice, but don't overlook using a leech or even a night crawler. And a lot of anglers say you can't use night crawlers until the water gets a lot warmer, and it's not true. I catch walleyes on night crawlers around the opener a lot, but I'm not typically pulling them on, like, a crawler harness or on a spinner bottom bouncer. I'm not moving them fast at all. I'm usually dragging them on, like, a, a roach rig and moving it super, super slow, giving the fish lots of time to eat that crawler. Um, the other thing is that a, a number of anglers don't resort to, in the spring, crankbaits. Crankbaits are great in the spring, but don't necessarily uh, troll them because you're in such shallow water. It works a lot better if you're casting them, especially after dark. It's really easy for walleyes to locate that bait because it's putting out so much vibration and flash. The early season bite seems to be a little more friendly to uh, an all-day bite. There's not, in a lot of lakes, not a need to be out there right away. And I love that because I don't mind sleeping in <laughs> having a big, big breakfast. A lot of times you're with a, a traditional uh, group of buddies that, you know, you get together every year for this event, and it's nice to be able to share that fellowship before sharing fellowship in the boat. Um, but, yeah, it is an all-day ordeal, but since those fish are in shallow water, you know, I do like a little bit of cloud cover or just a little chop on the water does help out uh, to cut out the UV penetration. Um, but, yeah, you can catch fish absolutely all day long. Till to come, we have more with Jason Durham getting ready for the opener, and we have our Lake of the Week. It's all coming up next. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. This is Fish and Ball Bunyan Country. Later on, our Lake of the Week, but right now, more from Jason Durham as we get ready for the opener. Are you guiding on the opening weekend, or is that, the, is that a fun weekend for you? It's very rare that I guide on opening weekend, and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why, and it might be because of some of these traditions that families have with going walleye fishing on the opener. It could be that anglers want to, you know, do it on their own, but a lot of the clients that I take out to, you know, come up for vacation, and not a lot of them are coming up to fill up resorts yet, mm-hmm. so usually it's towards the end of May that things really get crazy, but I'm okay with going out on opener on my own and uh, having some fun and, and just catching some fish and spending time with my buddies, too. So where are you guys going to open? <laughs> Area Lake. <laughs> 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 to tell you the truth, Kevin, I haven't even decided yet. 
Uh, I'll probably make a decision Friday night. You know, we'll push it that far. Uh, but, uh, you know, any lake around here is fair game, and either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. Park Rapids area overall, uh, just uh, talking to some of the guys in the DNR and different people, um, seems like you're, you guys are really healthy there. Yeah, everything's looking really good. Uh, we do have a few lakes that are um, a little bit higher water level than normal, and it's just because of all the precipitation that we got over the course of the winter, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. When you have higher water levels, uh, fish, shallow water spawning fish like largemouth bass and, and uh, bluegill and crappie, they have additional spawning area, and if you have, like, flooded timber, for instance, it's a lot more difficult for both predators and anglers to get to them when they're spawning, so they've got a little more protection as well. And it really bodes well for future generations of the lake. Okay. Anything over there you're concerned with? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there are always concerns. You know, our greatest concern in Hubbard County is the aquatic invasive species. You know, we're really fortunate in that we have avoided uh, getting any type of aquatic invasive on the vast, vast majority of our lakes. And we do more boat inspections in Hubbard County than any county in the state. However, we do have a lot of anglers that come here, too, so, you know, we need to be diligent as anglers and boaters in making sure that we don't transport any type of aquatic invasive species into any of our lakes. You know, you and I were both a few weeks ago over at the first-ever Park Rapids Fishing Expo, and I was really uh, impressed with the progressive and aggressive attitude taken by the people in Park Rapids about AIS. Well, if you think about it, I mean, this is our home, these are our lakes, and we need to be diligent about protecting them uh, just for the future. Absolutely, and uh, you guys have really taken that to heart, and I think that's that's going to be very helpful, uh, keeping those lakes healthy down the road. And I, I, I'm impressed that, they, that you guys do more inspections than any place else in the state. Well, if I look at it from my own perspective, growing up here, and, you know, loving the beauty of every one of these bodies of water, the woods around them, and now being in the professional arena where I'm guiding and that's part of my livelihood, of course I'm going to do everything I possibly can because I want to make sure that these lakes are healthy because, I mean, if we get aquatic invasives here and, you know, people avoid fishing some of these lakes because of that, uh, now that (laughs) isn't a real good uh, economic uh, situation to be in as a fishing guide. Right. So, and, and it's not just about the money of it. I mean, my heart is here in the Park Rapids area. I'm a lifer. I'm never going to leave. Do I want to see aquatic invasives enter any of these lakes around here? Absolutely not. Okay. Great, great points. Um, before we wrap it up, just in, in capsule form, top two things we need to remember this weekend. Top two things you need to remember. Oh, gosh, I can only have two? Well, you know. <laughs> Depends on how much time you have. <laughs> Here's a couple things to think about. Number one, safety first. Obviously, that water's still cold. Wear your PFD. I mean, with the suspender-type uh, uh, personal flotation devices, they're very comfortable. You don't even know they're on. Wear them. Don't just have them along. Uh, number two, and a lot of people forget about this, wear sunscreen. My gosh, we, we're all, we all have winter white skin. <laughs> and uh, sitting out in the boat, like you said, you can catch fish all day long. Uh, you're going <laughs> to look like a tomato when you come in if you don't wear it. Um, and the third thing is 
be willing to totally disregard walleye. And what I mean is, if they're not biting, go chase some panfish. Man, the panfish are up there going gangbusters right now. Why not go get some bends in the rod uh, and, and leave the walleye for another day? Okay. And bottom line, have fun. <laughs> bottom line is, I always have fun. <laughs> you can't have fun, why did you go fishing? Well, that's exactly right. Uh, it seems like some people just take it so seriously, get so frustrated, that it's like, why are you out here? I could stay home and be grumpy. That's easy. <laughs> All right, Jason, if people want to use your services this year, how's the best uh, place to chase you down and get to get a hold of you? You can always find me on my cell phone, which is area code 218-252-2278, or you can find me online at go-fish-guides.com. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is lake of the weekday, and today we are headed down to the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office, checking in with fisheries technician Kyle Little. And first of all, Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about this week's Lake of the Week. It's Heinz Lake. Uh, First question, where the heck is Heinz Lake? Uh, It's in southwest Hubbard County. So guide us uh, on how we would get there. Um, well, if you're driving south of Park Rapids, go about four miles to State 87, and then turn head east for about a mile and a half to 139th Avenue. Follow that to the south, and the road will turn, and just past that you'll find Blue Spruce Road. Go south on that, 0.6 miles, and the access should be right on your right side there. Now, Heinz Lake is, is it's not a huge lake, and uh, like I say, it's, it's one I hadn't even heard of before. Does it get a lot of pressure? Are, are people smarter than me knowing about this lake? Um, it can get some seasonal pressure. Um, south of here in Wadena County, there's not as many lakes, so you might get more of the Monaga crowd or Wadena crowd coming north, especially seasonally like panfish in the wintertime. Okay. So you might get some more pressure there. Summertime, few boats, mostly locals. And you mentioned panfish, and that's really what it looks like. It looks like you got crappies and bluegills and uh, some bass in there, northern pike. Uh, so a lot of the, uh, basically a, band, a, a bass panfish type lake is what it looks like to me. Yep, that's typically what people are fishing for, but there's quite a few pike out there. Yeah, I noticed that uh, uh, a lot per gill net. Uh, is, it, uh, is it a concern, or, or is, it, is it an okay number for that lake? Uh, the number is high, especially for around our area, and it's one of those lakes that could definitely benefit from the newer slot that was put in effect, I think, last year with the uh, 10-fish limit and two of them over 26, with 22 to 26 being the protected slot. Okay. Is this a, is this a lake that uh, is well-developed, or is it kind of off the beaten path? Um, It's kind of, it's got two developed areas, one is along the northeast shore heading to the southeast from the access. That's kind of an older development, probably from like the 60s, 70s, the older cabins. Okay. And there's a newer development, kind of late 90s, early 2000s along the south shoreline. Otherwise, most of the lake is tied up into some larger parcels. Okay. Tell me a little bit about uh, the crappie and bluegill bite on that lake. Um, In the wintertime, there can be 
a bluegill, or they're mostly targeting crappies out to the south of the access, yeah, be to the south of the access. Um, and sometimes there's some houses out towards the middle of the lake. I know when I was in high school, I'd be out there spearing northerns, and I'd see some bigger hybrid and pumpkin seed sunfish. Smaller schools coming through on the Kara Flats, but they were some very nice fish. Okay. Um, uh, see, uh, you know, I see there's some largemouth in there, and even uh, a little bit of smallmouth too. Yeah. Um, the bass, uh, they sampled in good numbers, and they averaged 12 inches out there, um, with the biggest largemouth being up to like 19 and a half inches. But we did have our first smallmouth in the sample in our test nettings out there. Okay. Any idea what might have uh, brought that smallmouth into the into the lake? On the southwest corner of the lake, there's a small outlet stream that connects to the Shell River, so you might get a few odd species in there, like a smallmouth to come up out of there. And occasionally we will sample a tulipy in Heinz Lake. Okay. Um, any issues? I, I mean, I'm just looking at the map, and I uh, let me look at the map again, but I... Any issues with, um, like, a winter kill in that lake or not? No, it's a deep enough lake. It's got a 36-foot okay. max depth and averages around 16 feet, so it's usually pretty good and secure from that. There's a couple of neighboring lakes that can run into issues. And and as you noted, uh, looks like there's uh, plenty of people who take advantage of, uh, of hard water season out there. Yeah, it seems to be quite popular out there. Okay. Um Again, for those who are unfamiliar, take us uh, take us down the road one more time and get us to the access. So if you head south of Park Rapids, head about four miles to State 87, then turn and head east to 139th Avenue, and head south on that for about a mile and a quarter to Blue Spruce Road, and then go south 0.6 miles, and the access should be on your right side there. Okay. And, again, panfish, um, bass, Northerns, uh, active fish, good bites, not a bad place to take kids. Yeah, especially you can go trolling out there and catch northerns or bring them up into the shallows and get them on some panfish. Okay. Uh, in your testing out there, anything concerning the DNR about Heinz Lake at the moment? Um, just the higher pike numbers, but we'll see if that new zone regulation can help help with that out there. Okay, no AIS or anything on that lake? Um, there is curly leaf pondweed, and it seems to be in a few of the other lakes around there, too. So okay. clean your boat going in and clean your boat coming out. All right, sounds good. It's our Lake of the Week. It's Heinz Lake in uh, southwestern Hubbard County. Kyle Little, the fisheries technician from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office with the details. Kyle, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have fun fishing. Fish Country! Country!